welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Denver Comic-Con. I am Ryan. To my right is... James. Sorry I sound like crap. I'm really sick. Yeah, you are. But hey, what are you going to do, right? Not be, not be sick? Stop, I know. Stop being sick and start being awesome? I know. I, you know, the only way I sound better is through tweaked audio earbuds. Oh, that's true. If you log on to tweakedaudio.com, when you're done shopping with their wonderful earbuds at the checkout in the coupon type in real nerds r-e-e-l-n-e-r-d-s and you'll get a third off your whole order it's funny that you say that because yeah i'm listening to the show right now and tweaked audio earbuds and i i only know you're sick because i you can see me and i, I look spent like all shit. day with you yeah yeah, yeah. like <laughs> truth is, you sound just wonderful in oh ears. good yeah my uh phlegm is coming through really well <laughs> um if you've never listened to real nerds podcast thank you for listening to us for the first time yeah every week we go see a new movie this week we saw kick-ass 2 um we usually have another guy with us, Brad, um, but Brad is busy getting a rim job somewhere. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> it's, when you're not here, like, Brad and I plan out all this arbitrary shit of, like, yeah. what Ryan is doing. When Brad's not here, we're like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. He's probably busy. Yeah, he's probably busy. <laughs> he, he's busy. He's, uh, you know what? Maybe uh, he just exactly. took the week yeah, off. He's it's uh, having fun. Yeah, he he just didn't show up. He so just didn't show up. I hope so. he's alive. Yeah, fuck him. But I didn't text him to make sure. Yeah, so. it doesn't matter, really. I guess we're not very good friends, are we? Yeah, we're horrible friends. Fuck. But you know what? As long as he's not lying in a ditch somewhere, I guess we're we're all right. Yeah, E.T. style. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. If you yeah. want to see what we do with the E.T. style, check out Pod Show episode two. Has he posted that yet? I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> if, if not, he's going to by now. Uh, I think, I'm pretty sure it's on Vimeo, Vimeo yeah. Uh, it should be. I don't know. I always have a link to it uh, on my phone because he sends me the final stuff. Yeah. So I never, like, look at our Vimeo page. But I, I was also talking to somebody about it recently, and they were like, and, and I uh, and I realized they hadn't seen it because it wasn't out yet. And I was like, oh, right. Like that, <laughs> that's still a thing that's not. Not quite. If not, you, you'll see it someday. You'll see, I mean, it'll, it'll be out. We're, you know, you'll, our content's always free. Yeah. You'll be, and if you're like, eh, how can I hear or listen to these guys? Well, maybe you're streaming us on Stitcher. Or maybe you download us on iTunes. Or maybe you are clicking on the player on our website, realnerdspodcast.com. So many ways. You can also tweet us at real underscore nerds. Um, I had two tickets to Johnny um, Toe's uh, drug war last week. And Andy Cooler won two tickets to see it. And if you're interested in seeing the movie, it plays for one week at the C Film Center, August 16th through the 22nd. Cool. So I think you should. Time. Because it's... Uh, it's kind of a fun little, I don't know if fun's the right word. It's a cool Asian cop thriller. That does sound cool. You talked about it last week, and it sounded really yeah, cool. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, also, uh, this Wednesday, uh, me and James will be in attendance at Alamo Drafthouse with a uh, friend of the podcast, Jonathan Tiersten. He is showing his first movie, Sleepaway Camp, which is a classic slasher movie from 1983, like right at the peak of slasher movies. I've I've never seen it. so yeah, It's hard to interested. find, actually, yeah. ironically. Yeah. Well, not that ironically. I mean, that's a wrong choice. It's hard to find because some, it's they don't print it very much. Yeah. <laughs> um, Which is weird because it's um, it's known so much for its crazy ending, right? That you think it would have. I mean, it's a cult movie, but you think it would be on Blu-ray or yeah, Shout Factory that, would make it or something. That is true. That there there should be like a you know release for the fans and stuff of it. But at the same time, I I know that like. Most people, because of that ending, are probably going to be a little bit turned off by it and be like, "Yeah, I don't, I don't want to." Oh, that's right. I spoiled the ending for you when I was interviewing Jonathan Tiersten. Oh yeah, no, I know. <laughs> so when it gets to the end, I'll be like, "Oh, <gasps> yeah, you should." I didn't know that was going to happen. But I was. Um, we're teaming up with Jonathan just to help promote this, 
and I was um, I was reading what he's doing there, and he's doing a Q and A afterwards, and he's also going to perform some songs, Dude, and he's cool. also doing games to win um, some eighty short shorts. So, uh, <laughs> oh, I'm going to try my best then. So hopefully we can uh, win something. If not, if you're ever wondering uh, how cool of a cat Jonathan Tiersten is, and how um, the mind of an actor works, what I love, we have an interview with him. You can check it out. On our website or at iTunes, it's called Real Interview, Jonathan Tiersten, and he is really honest with the process of acting and um, some people that make him mad when he was acting, and just normal people uh, just he BS. Had, people great. he had sex with when he was acting. Yeah, it's, <laughs> he's a cool guy. Yeah, and he is. I, I, I want to put him in a movie, but I think he's too expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Also, I have one more thing that we're actually teaming up with, Ooh. James. I don't know if you know this, but September 27th through 29th at the Sheridan Tech Center. Okay. Myths and Legend Con will be there. Ooh, what is that? I'll tell you a little bit about it. Um, it's basically, there's, a, there's fandoms around, all, all around the world, you know, whether it's Harry Potter or Firefly. Stuff that I like. Um, yeah. Basically, it's a con where it's a bunch of panels where and people can cosplay and you go down to the Sheridan Tech Center September 27th and I'll read I'll read their press release from uh, the website. Cool. Um, it's uh, panels of discussions for each of the fandoms. They're really focusing on Harry Potter, Firefly, Pirates, I'm guessing Pirates of the Caribbean and um, that jazz, Lord of the Rings and Hobbit, Doctor Who and My Little Pony, as well as board gaming, role playing and magic card playing. There will be larger events such as a Yule Ball and Brown Coat Shindig in our main events room on Ooh, Friday evening. That brown, sounds like fun. I do Brown Coat Shindig. Um, there will also be a room where you'll uh, you'll see there'll be a vendor room. They'll have a bunch of stuff you can get for the fandoms, Sweet. and uh, there'll be performances. Um, if you want to get tickets, log on to malcondenver.com. I'll spell it out because I sound horrible. It's malcondenver.com. And get tickets because, especially when we're um, nerds like us, it sounds like fun. And friends of the podcast, not literally, will be there performing as well. Oh, very cool! So they're not bad. They're not myths and legends con, and that's September twenty seventh through twenty ninth at the Sheridan Tech Center. Um, and if you want to hear a little bit of not literally, they are on our podcast as well. Yeah, I forget what episode it is though. Um, I think has Brad pulled that uh, separately. No, no, no. That hasn't been pulled out. So it's still in one of the early episodes. I think it's in the... It's the very not, first not, one after Comic-Con. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you the go first back Comic-Con. to 2012, the episode right after Comic-Con. So the episode because right they, after... They did um, a great thing. Or you can check boy. out Not Literally on their YouTube channel. Not yeah. Literally. YouTube dot Not that, Literally. That's actually the best place to yeah, find out more about, about them. them. They're, they're really talented. And they're really nice. We also have some like just... Uh, mostly unusable audio of us sitting around talking at Starfest, um, which we'll probably just use to blackmail them in the future. Um, it when, might see the light of get... day. Brad has to edit it, though, because yeah. it's like lots of just us talking. It's, it's just really us talking bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, I'm going to gonna save it, and then when they get like inevitably really famous, then I'm going to use it Hold to it get money out them. of them. You have yeah, to, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Extortion is always the way to go. So that's really it for fan mail. Um, I just wanted to pimp out our boy Jonathan Tiersten. Um, I'll be there. James will be there. Yeah, it'll be lots of fun. If you and you get to see a movie at the Alamo, it's the first time actually I've seen a classic movie at Alamo besides Ghostbusters. Yeah, because we went um, to opening week. So I think they have a specialty drink that night. I'm not sure. Um, hmm. uh, it's, I think I read that on their little 
press release they had for it. Cool. And it's cool to see Jonathan. He sings really well, plays guitar really well, um, and he's doing all that stuff. And then uh, the Myths and Legends Con, go check it out. It's should be fun. We'll yeah. probably be there one day. Yeah, we'll probably show up. And, you know, you can meet us and be like, oh, my gosh, those guys are so much cooler. Uh, swoon. <laughs> and you can be in a, and someone can tell me that I sound thinner on, <laughs> on the show. Oh, man. Um, yeah, we really don't have any fan mail this week, except we got one phone call. And I'm going to change the order of the show because this phone call is dealing with real news. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to start with real news. And uh, so, yeah, here's real news. Oh, interesting. It's real news. Uh, the phone call is actually from Brad. Uh, go ahead and... Hey, Brad, you're not here, but I need you to push the button to, to play this phone message from you. <laughs> hey, guys. It's your buddy Brad just calling to say I hope you're having a good show this week. And um, sorry I'm not there uh, for this one, but um, I imagine something is going to come up in the news this week about the Ninja Turtles, and I figured I'd provide my opinion uh, so that it's almost like I am there. Um, so I just want to say that... Uh, since the date of the release of the next initials movie got pushed back yet again, um, I think my assumption that it might never come out is getting closer and closer to a reality. Uh, when they, you know, change a release date from the prime summer spot of June and put it dumping ground of August, that's not a lot of confidence in um, a good film. So um, uh, unless they need, need more time to make it awesome, I don't know. But it's, it's not looking good, and I'm, I'm looking more right. So, you know, James... So Brad is still convinced that the Ninja Turtles movie is not coming out because they pushed it two months. You, you know what's really funny? Huh? Brad's not here, so no, I wasn't going to talk about any fucking Ninja Turtles news. Like, what? Right? come on. Um, yeah, I, I don't believe that the Ninja Turtle movie is not going to come out. And I think he's a little bit wrong because... Um, August is not necessarily a dumping ground. August is no. more like this niche crowd. Month. I agree. That's where you put a movie like Elysium where the summer movies are over and you're looking to get like nerds out. Yeah. You know, like they tend to release a movie like that. And in, too, it actually makes August. sense. When I was um, looking why they moved it, it was sandwiched between um, the good dinosaur and another family movie. That yeah. It, I mean, it still has a pretty shitty spot because it's like the week after Ga Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, mm. but who knows, you know, they have no idea how that movie's going to do. So, um, and it's turtles, it's going to have enough money behind it yeah. and it's going to get people out. I don't think they need to worry about that as much, but, um, if they are going for a younger crowd, then yeah, it's smarter to, yeah, to get um, away from the family stuff. I mean, I don't know if they're going for PG or PG 13, so I, they gotta be going, nobody makes PG movies. Like <laughs> the last PG movie was Pixar's up and everyone thought it was G like, that, <laughs> um, it's gotta be PG 13. You know, why not? Yeah, what else you got for news for me? Uh, oh, um, thanks right. for calling your own show, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> Please let us know you're alive. Yes. Uh, I just want to hit this real quick because I love this show and I don't want to let it die. Um, if you've never seen Terriers, the entire thing is on Netflix. Go watch this show. Oh the my whole gosh, first season is fantastic. Fuck. Um, yeah, was like I am. Three years ago, I'm really living I this don't conversation give with a you. shit. Uh, Donal Logue this week in an interview said that he thinks it's actually kind of realistic that they might. Um, either make a movie or bring a show back as part of... Because right now, it's a golden age for canceled TV shows right now. Like, if you had a show canceled that people really love, it's really easy to go to Netflix or go to Kickstarter well, or something too, like you know, that. Well, also, too, FX has its different station, FXX. 
Yeah. XX. Yeah, FXX. So um, they'll need shows. Is that channel out yet? Uh, no, I think It's Always Sunny debuts in September on it. Oh, really? So oh, I think that's okay. when it comes out. Huh. Weird. Yeah. That's such a weird fucking thing. I know. It's, why, why don't they call it the Comedy Channel or something? <sighs> yeah, right? FXXX. <laughs> um a couple of weeks ago, we talked about how fucking weird Vin Diesel is and how mm-hmm. he can just, like, decide that, that movies should get made and they get made. And I mentioned that, you know, he'd been talking about how he, he was going to get into a Marvel movie and that kind of scared me. And this week it got announced. And I am not scared anymore. Is it actually announced or is it just, like... No, this is real. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, full on, uh, Vin Diesel is going to play Groot in the Guardians of the well, Galaxy. I mean, is he just voicing him? I mean, Groot's a big, yes. tall tree, so... And that's the difference, is... If if he were just if he were in the movie, I felt like it was gonna his persona was gonna sort of draw attention in a way that I don't think that mm. Guardians of the Galaxy needs. Like I want that movie to stand on its own and not have like, you know, somebody like that drawing sure. away from the movie, because um, that's really not what Marvel does. But and and people have been ragging on this. Like I've seen article after article <coughs> slash film, um, <laughs> just really sort of being like oh come fucking vin diesel can't talk good what does it matter but here's the thing everybody forgets vin diesel was the iron giant Mm -hmm. vin diesel's actually really good at vo um and especially in a case like this where much like where he was in you know in iron giant he's like oh i i'm superman here all he says is i am groot that's Mm -hmm. the that's his whole fucking line um you know, maybe you'll have a little bit more, but I don't think so. I'm pretty sure that Groot just says, I am Groot all the time. I cannot believe they're making a Guardian of the Galaxy movie. <laughs> right? <laughs> There's literally a raccoon <laughs> and a big, tall, talking tree. Yep. I cannot believe this movie is getting made. It's uh, awesome that it's getting made, but at the same is. time, it's it's really unusual. Let's let's save some Guardians of the Galaxy, because uh, we'll talk about it later in the show. Cool. Um, oh, shit. Uh, at the same time, in that same episode, we were also talking about Bruce, uh, Bruce Willis, who has been a, a complete fucking dick lately in every right. interview he's in. And I don't, I don't understand why, but um, he, in, an, in another interview recently, he basically said that he is bored of action movies. And I'm kind of okay with that because I'm bored of him in action movies. I know, did you see his performance in G.I. Joe? It was boring. Yeah, well, and I, it's not even just that I think he's boring in them. I you know, I, we said in that episode, I want him to do a sequel to the kid. Mm-hmm. I want him to do like fun movies again, yeah. uh, where he's not just playing Bruce Willis. Yeah, um, it's just he's almost become a, a, a character of himself. Oh know? yeah, no, yeah, he's an archetype, absolutely. Um, D twenty three was last week, which is uh, well, it's called D twenty three Expo because technically D twenty three is its own thing, but um, it's basically the convention that Disney built so that they could pull all of their stuff out of Comic-Con and then start holding their own convention. Um, a lot of cool stuff happened there. I really like the way um, that news comes out of that. I think it's a lot cleaner than it is with Comic-Con. I agree. Um, and one of the coolest things that came out of it was they had this whole Tomorrowland panel, which if you we haven't talked about Tomorrowland too much on here, but uh, basically Damon Lindelof and Brad Bird have had this sort of secret project for a few years now called 1952 that nobody really knew what it was. Mm. Um, it was very hush-hush, um, like J.J. Abrams' hush-hush. And what we found out not too long ago was that it was called that because it was inspired by this box that they had found on the Disney property um, that had the label 1952 on it. And what it has in it 
is all of this, all these like lost blueprints and artifacts in the early days of Disney and the early days of like Disneyland, of all these plans for stuff they were going to do at the World's Fair and er, like alternate versions of things that they were doing in Disneyland and Disney World, um, and it it's really just cool. I, I highly recommend. Uh, Peter Serretta wrote an article on Slash Film. Uh, just go check it out and read the whole thing because it's it's absolutely fascinating and it's like listening to writers talk about art like actual archaeology like you know on stage they've got white gloves on and they're taking all this stuff out of this box and it's like it's this precious stuff that they found in this basement um and it's just really cool to listen to the way that they talk about how the sort of imagination of Disney and how intelligent that guy was and how mm-hmm. forward thinking he was is really their inspiration for whatever the hell this movie is. Um, it's more even, I think even as like a Disney fan, not even about this movie, it's worth reading what they, what they found in this box. It really, really makes you think about just how smart that guy was and how much crazy ass shit could be going on at Disney I, world that we don't even know. And about. I love that where the inspiration for uh bird and Lindelof came from, you know, yeah, Inspiration comes from the weirdest things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Um, it's really weird shit. Like you know, having having secret tunnels and things like that 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 no one can you know confirm or deny ever actually got built. You know, it's really cool mystery well, I know, stuff like, like that. Like at uh, Disney World, they do have tunnels underneath. Oh yeah. So the characters can move from area to area. So there's. I heard you get fired if you're from Frontierland and you're in Tomorrowland. No, oh, really. Because they don't want to break the illusion oh well and there's also like there's those tunnels are also used for all the people who work there to get in and out of work because it's not supposed to it's not supposed to look like anyone is actually employed there you know um all of that stuff yeah you know disney is actually uh, disneyland and world is actually the second story or third story yeah of it's built above stuff so Um, pretty interesting you didn't see the trailer for Mob City, did you? Did not. Uh, it's really cool. It's got Simon Pegg and uh, shit. The guy who plays Shane in Walking John Dead. Barenthal. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's created by Frank Darabont, and it seems like it's a it's going to be a mini series on AMC, just about like you know mobsters in L.A. Uh, and it it looks badass. Um, but the weirdest or the thing that draws my attention is that it's a mini series. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been a lot of talk recently about. Because um, Steven Spielberg and George Lucas came out and said that uh, that movies were going to die and that everybody was going to move to television. And uh, I don't think I hold to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely I'm excited to see what that like. I, I want to see people like Frank Darabont come to TV and make make miniseries. It's mm-hmm. not television, but just like tell longer stories even if it is with a smaller budget uh but you know you could get more of a budget on a movie on a on a tv show if you had somebody like that on it um i'm I'm really kind of excited by this you know uh because at the same time there was just this article on screened that was very melancholy and saying that the golden age of television was dying as soon as breaking bad was over and you know that the new shows coming out don't look anywhere near as good, which I don't hold to that either. Like, I mean, that's that's really kind of unfair, though. I mean, yeah, yeah. I've never seen Breaking Bad, but everybody loves it, so yeah, you really can't <laughs> compare a show that hasn't come out to the, a show that's you know in the upper echelon of TV. You know right. what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, they weren't compare they weren't comparing Mob City to Breaking Bad. They were just saying that like the new shows they were watching weren't anywhere near as good as Breaking Bad is, and I'm like that. That doesn't mean that you know. 
that television is getting television is increasingly getting better mm-hmm. just in general like the quality of the stuff we're watching now is better than what we were even even the stuff that i think is is our, our pinnacles in t- tv getting better over the last 10 years like alias if you go back mm-hmm. to alias alias is not as good as it was when it came out like it's dated and there are things being made now that are better than it was um not that much better. Alias is still pretty fucking good. I'm saying, whoa, 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 uh, there, buddy. I'm just saying, like, as far as getting action and that whole like very cinematic style into a TV show, which is really what Alias did to what J.J. Abrams' goal with that show was. There have been other shows that have done that too, um, and that's not as hard and not as crazy an idea now. I, you know, I think. But going back to my original point, I'm getting lost here. Uh, <laughs> I I want to see like Steven Spielberg not not doing a Falling Skies bullshit, but like actually like what if he directed the pilot of a, a pilot of a TV show, hmm. you know like what if he actually got that involved, you know and those big guys came. I but I I don't I don't see movies going anywhere either. You know? Well, he was he was concerned that he won't get Lincoln made. That was almost a miniseries. That's true. That is true. Yeah. yeah. But there's always going to be people like... Uh, but he, really? Lincoln not getting him made? Like, does Spielberg yeah. really have to go to a thing and say, hey, I want to make this movie. Oh, fuck you, Steven. Uh, apparently he does. <laughs> um, well, because nobody believed that like Americans were going to turn out for uh, an intelligent drama about Abraham Lincoln, which is <laughs> insane, because yeah. of course they did. Um, Americans aren't stupid. Sorry, Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's weird. I don't know. You see, you glossed over that Marky Mark wants to play Tony Stark. I was going to end with it. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, I, you know, actually, I think he'd be, I don't know if he could be Tony Stark, but yeah. I think he could play a different Iron Man. I think he'd be all right. Yeah. As soon as I heard it, I was like, okay. Yeah. He, you know, he, he could do, because um, RDJ does a very sort of slapsticky comic Tony Stark. Yeah. And I've read versions of Tony Stark that are not like that at all, where oh, he's no. kind of a prick, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, where that sort of arrogance is just mm-hmm. dripping off of him. Yeah, Marky Mark could do that oh, real yeah, well. So and that, that would be badass, you know? I think so, too. Um, but it would be that would be a very different Tony Stark. You it would know? It'd be really different. Um, because, I mean, Marky Mark, is, he's funny, but he's a different kind of funny. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I, th- I think if you were going to do that, I wouldn't want you to do that. Like, I wouldn't want you to make an Iron Man 4 with, with that. I would want that to be in a team movie where... Um, where you could have that kind of an arrogant Iron Man and mm. not have it hurt the movie. Because if you made if you made Iron Man four and and Iron Man was a dick, <laughs> I don't want to see that movie. <laughs> like, not at all. Um, but uh, anyway, that's news. Unless you got anything, I don't. Nothing about turtles. You don't want to talk about the Ninja Turtles. I got dodos. <laughs> uh, hey. I watched some stuff this week. Did you watch stuff this week? I did. Let's talk about it. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. I uh, I have to make a confession that okay. I'm not very proud of. I Oh, no. Oh, no. Do you want me to hold your hand? Uh, maybe. Um, for the first time this week, I saw Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Oh. Um, that's not so bad. I was, uh, it was a couple weeks ago. I actually got the movie a while ago. I was at Best Buy and it was in their like seven dollar Blu-ray bin. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, oh my god, I should get this. I mean, come on. Yeah, it's you know, and uh, it's really good. I mean, I don't know what else to say about it. It's um, they play outlaws that are on the run from these guys who are tracking them, and it's really suspenseful. And um, Paul Newman and Robert Redford are amazing in it. That's that's the reason you see that movie. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, any movie with the two of them in it is gold. Makes me want to watch The Sting again. Actually, Ugh. when I was in Vegas and I was betting on horses. 
I was like, man, is this really happening in real time? Or is this, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the movie's fun. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know what else to say about it. It's shot really well. I think the opening's really cool where it's shot, it's like kind of like a 1920 silent film thing and it's uh, that gold color and then it kind of just morphs into beautiful. Yeah. I'm going to have to see it again. It's been a while. It's a good um, one. And I think when I saw it, I was still in that weird age when I was younger when I like you don't appreciate movies like that well uh, yes as well as just you know that ending is eh. yeah it's alright yeah it's alright they they survive and they escape to Mexico it's cool it's alright I way to spoil a movie that's been out for 50 years almost <laughs> um, right I, I, I'm sure there are people who have not seen that movie that know that ending oh yeah absolutely. I'm sure there are uh, so yeah, it was a fun movie. I think if uh, you consider yourself a film fan, you should definitely check it out. It's really, it's kind of an important movie, I think, in American culture. Um, I also went and saw Where the Millers. Oh, cool! Which is the new Jason Sudeikis, Jennifer Aniston movie. I was hoping one of us would get to see it. Uh, it's funny. I mean, I actually enjoyed the movie. Uh, I mean, I'm sure everyone's seen the trailers. They Jason Sudeikis plays a drug dealer. It takes place in Denver. Um, and he's hired by Ed Helms to smuggle drugs from Mexico back in the United States so he can sell them, and he's going to pay him $100,000 for it. Mm. Um, and so he hires uh, the dorky kid who lives next door. And there, he, actually, that kid who plays his name is uh, Will Poulter, and he, he steals the movie. Oh, yeah? Because he's like really funny. He has all these lines that he says things that... So like, did he really just say that? Because he... Um, I forget Jason Dex's character's name, whatever. He comes um, home and he's checking the mail. And that kid comes out the first time you see him. And uh, he says, hey, what are you doing? He says, oh, I can hang out as long as I want. My mom went out uh, for cigarettes a week ago and she hasn't come back. So I'm sort of a place to myself. And uh, just little weird lines like that. Uh, there's some really funny parts. There's... Uh, the only thing I, I didn't like about it is uh, J.C. Dex's character is kind of a dick throughout the whole thing. Oh, yeah. And you don't understand why he's this way. And mm. he has, like, no motivation to be it. You know yeah. what I mean? He has some funny bits, but uh, Jennifer Aniston's really good in it. She's pretty funny, too. Um, Emma Roberts is... I think she's pretty cute. Uh, there's this one scene where when they meet the other family, played by Nick Offerman, um, they have a daughter that... <coughs> the the one boy wants to uh, hook up with, but he's never kissed anybody before. So Jennifer Aniston and Emma Roberts are teaching him how to kiss. And so he's like kissing both of them and making out with them at the same time. <laughs> um, and it's pretty funny. And actually the part that I laugh the most at, and I don't think anybody else got it in the theater is uh, you've seen it in the trailers there. They says, we're not even family. She's a stripper. And you know, Jennifer Aniston starts stripping. Um, but there's, a little thing where she says she, she's a she's a stripper. She says, "Yeah, I, I want you to show you why you shouldn't kill me." And so she goes up and she's like ripping off her clothes. And then about halfway through, Jason Sudeikis looks at the camera and, and just like shrugs. Like, he's <laughs> like, I, "I know this is totally stupid. It doesn't make any sense." Um, so he breaks the fourth wall to uh, to tell it. So if, yeah, it's pretty funny. You should if you're bored one afternoon, you should go check it out. That's awesome. Um, so. And, you know, it's always good every once in a while to see a movie like that. Yeah. You know, just to have fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last thing I saw, uh, yesterday I started feeling a little sick, if you can't tell right now. Um, so I was just flipping through Amazon. Have you ever just, like, uh, gone to Amazon Prime and typed in, like, comedy and see what comes up? No. 
Uh, so I did that, and I was, I don't know how many fucking movies they have for <laughs> viewing for on Prime. They've, they've been making a lot of comedies over the last 50 years. Yeah, so I was uh, scrolling through, and I got, I don't know how many movies I had to go through to get to this one, but it was called Gas Pump Girls. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's a I'm 1979 in. teen sex comedy. About this is this is what it's about. It's about <laughs> there's a gas company next to this guy's other gas station, and it's putting him out of business. Now this so there's like two competing gas stations. Yeah, so okay. Pyramid Gas is like the high end gas company. Yeah, and Uncle Joe's Garage is you know the old guy who he's just a nice guy, but he can't catch a break because he can't compete with the big corporate um, gas company. So he has a heart attack. And his young niece takes over, and they uh, wear, like, skimpy clothes. And uh, then everybody starts going to see their gas station because they have skimpy clothes on. And uh, there's lots of tits in it um, for no reason at all. <laughs> like, they, the movie opens with uh, them graduating from, like, high school. Yeah. And the the bad guys from the school are named the Vultures, and they're a motorcycle gang. <laughs> so one of their guys pins, like... Their graduate, the girls' graduation gowns down. So when they get up to sing their school song, their like gowns rip off, and there's like boobs everywhere. Um, you know, naturally, because I think you'd be naked underneath your oh, graduation. Oh yeah, no, gown. I was I was wearing anything at my high school graduation. Absolutely. And then after that, all the girls are talking in the locker room without tops on. It's just because. It, yeah, it's like because that's what women do. And when I was reading the description on Amazon, it literally said, "When a competing gas station goes under." Uh, this sex crazed horny girls. I'm like, I'm watching this. <laughs> uh, uh. It's not that good. It's not that funny. <laughs> um, there's lots of boobs in it. Um, the only thing I liked was I actually liked the vulture guys yeah. because they were like the cliched motorcycle gang, right? Where they were so badass, and then they came to thrash the the gas station. The girls worked so hard um, to rebuild. And when they found out that they uh, they had a special talent for towing, they got a job as the towers there, and they had a huge like vulture on the side of the tow truck, and they helped fix cars. <laughs> yep. Oh man! But if I'm you, gonna go home and watch this. Yeah, so if <laughs> but if you go to this, I forget. I think it's Love's Gas Station. I think they changed the name too. Yeah. If you get regular, you get the girl with the small boobs. If you get super duper gas, you get the girl with the big boobs. So, make sure you get the super duper gas guys. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's called Gas Pump oh Girls. My gosh. Um, oh, the gold you can find on the internet. Yep. Most of it's porn. And you know the reason too, I because I was not feeling good yesterday too. The reason I picked it, it was only like an hour and twenty two minutes long. Right. So I'm like, yeah. fuck it, I'll just. Watch something, but the, the poster is kind of cool. It's like a drive-in kind of movie-style poster, hmm. and it has like the gas station and, of course, like pinup girls like uh, pumping gas and stuff. And yeah, it was, yeah, whatever. It was stupid, and I'll never watch it again. You know, you just bought a Honda, mm-hmm. and Honda's doing this really cool thing where they're uh, they they they're donating the money for five, I think it is five uh, digital movie cameras, and they're they're going to give them to. They're having a contest where people can vote mm-hmm. for drive-in theaters all around the country, and they're going to give them to drive-in theaters oh, so that cool. they don't go out of business. You know, since now everything is di- con- converting to digital, um, it means that most drive-in theaters don't have enough money to convert to digital, <laughs> no. and so a lot of them are going under. 
But uh, very cool Honda. Yeah, I'm glad I supported him. Yeah. So that's what I watched this week. Cool. What'd you watch, James? Not a lot, uh, and most of it's stuff I can't talk about. I did real quick. I saw Thunderbolt. Oh yeah, Thunderbolt. What's that? <laughs> Thunderbolt is this little, um, st- just under seven minute movie uh, that Brad Haig, our Who's own Brad, Brad Haig? Haig, directed. Um, that he showed at the Forty Eight Hour Film Festival, uh, and it's it's gorgeous. First of all, it's it is really funny, um, and and beautiful man it honestly watching it i i can't wait for us to film another pod show because i just want to film the whole thing in the car <laughs> so that we can just use his car mount and nice. like and use the rail thingy and just move the camera back and forth on the hood of a car that's all i want to do and um, it went over well at the festival yeah it did and i i do want to say so the 48 hour film festival was last sunday uh and man last year was grueling through most of it mm-hmm. and this year i was pleasantly surprised by how good the majority of those uh, entries were i mean you know some of them would still like i'd be in it and then like the ending would drop out and i'd be like Mm -hmm. ah you really didn't stick the landing but still most of your short was really great like you know they're like uh the one i'm thinking of that was really i thought imaginative but just didn't do it all the way was there was this one about uh this one it was for dark comedy Mm -hmm. and this woman uh her husband comes to her and te- like the very first scene is he's like, I have cancer and I'm dying. And they say I have six months. And so he comes to her and he's like, I want you to kill me. I don't want to see it coming, but I just, I just want you to kill me. But she doesn't know how to do it. So she ends up like going and getting advice from people about how to kill her husband. Um, and it was, it was really funny and I really enjoyed it. Um, there was a, there was a silent film that was badass. Um, that one was really cool. And the way that they, um, the way they, get the the one line of dialogue they needed to have in there in was really smart um there was another one i really loved that was uh um it was these two guys it was for uh like bromance was their genre and it's these two guys and they're they're at a wedding and they're or they're right before a wedding and they're the one guy's pumping the other guy up like oh man you know you can do this like don't be nervous like you know this is the right thing to do you love this girl like she's everything to you you know this is what you got to do and um and so finally they're like, okay, cool, you know. And he's walking down the aisle and all of a sudden you realize that like, or, or no, you, you hear the, the preacher t- talking like mm-hmm. he's marrying these people. And then all of a sudden you see him right after the preacher has said like, if, if, if there's anybody who has any reason why these two shouldn't get married and it's that guy. And I was like, oh, that's a fucking killer ending. Cause then they reveal that like, it wasn't him being the groom. It was him crashing the wedding, trying to get this woman he loves back. Ooh. Oh man, that was a, that was a really smart one. Um, so yeah, it was fan- They were fantastic. Uh, if you didn't get a chance to go, go f- like, uh, they got to have a website where, where you we can see, see Thunderbolt. some of that stuff. Oh yeah, and you can go on to Vimeo and go on our site, and you can see Thunderbolt. It's badass. Uh, Brad did a really You're good job. It. So, I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can like see my face. Cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> two two things came back this week. First, Breaking Bad was the big one. Um, it's starting basically like they're in the middle of their last season, so mm-hmm. they divided their last season into two. So there's, it's like the last eight episodes or whatever. Um, and this first one was like, it's like an hour and a half. And it, oh man, it's fucking good. Like I, I think I had forgotten just how much I love this show. A lot of critics um, were divided on this one. Really? Yeah. Well, they can go fuck themselves because it's fantastic. <laughs> like the last four minutes of the episode is just this really tense, awesome little sequence. Um, and I, I don't want to tell you 
too much because I know you haven't watched it, and there are a lot of people out there who haven't, and they absolutely should. And I don't want to spoil where the show goes, um, but I am so super excited about what they're going to do because um, the basically the plot, the plot that I thought was going to be the rest of the season, which was that somebody has figured out that Walter White is making meth mm-hmm. and that he's gonna this is going to come to a head. It sort of comes to the head at the end of this episode. Like, they face off real quick. And so it's more, uh, it's it's going to be crazier than I expected. You know, I thought it was going to be a lot of, like, him trying not to get caught. And he just faces right up to it and is like, I know that you know. And hmm. what are you going to do about it? And <laughs> that's really exciting. Well, um, you're telling it in a really vague way, so it's really boring how you're telling it. I, I know, <laughs> I know, I know. He comes up to him and he yeah. says, I know. And he's like, you know, I know. I don't care that you know. <laughs> it's true because I can't tell you, like, because it's so good. Um, but I will spoil the shit out of Hell on, Hell on Wheels. Um, I started You're still watching. I thought you didn't like that show anymore. Here's the thing. Right, I forgot. Um, <laughs> so I, I saw that Hell on Wheels was coming back, and I was like, oh man, I didn't even know that that got, show got renewed for another season. Like, all right, I'll, I'll I'll go ahead and watch it. And when it when it premiered or when it started, and it was like previous on Hell on Wheels. It showed me all this stuff that I never saw. And I realized that, oh, yeah, I totally fell off last season. I totally stopped watching. Like, some stuff, some nonsense happened, and I was like, I don't fucking care anymore. So I stopped watching. Um, I'm back now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it doesn't um, It doesn't really require that's that, that you've seen a lot of the last couple seasons. And it feels like they, mu- they killed off a lot of the characters that I think were maybe bogging them down. Um, this season sort of feels like they they got to, okay, we, we want... Um, Bohannon, who's the main character, and the guy that Common plays, who's the black guy, and Cole Meany's character, who's the villain, and everything else is sort of stripped away. And it starts with Bohannon is his he's out in the winter, and like the actual end of the train is all frozen over for the winter, and he's the only one who survived. And he wrestles a fucking wolf, like straight I know up. How you like that cougar wrestling? Yeah, no, well, no, and just you know, we saw the gray last and the born ultimatum. I like it when dudes wrestle with a wolf. Uh, uh, it's and, a born legacy. Yeah. Oh no, no. Oh yeah, you're right. Born legacy. Yeah. <laughs> um. And so it starts. He wrestles with this wolf, and I was like, "This is bad. Where did this come? What show am I watching?" And uh, he goes back to Hell on Wheels and starts like. He decides, like, okay, I'm going to run this shit now. Like, this is mine. So he goes to – there's this whole story where he goes to New York and he takes Common with him. And the whole time he treats Common like he's his, like, butler and slave so that these people will respect him. And that whole that whole play of, like, Bohannon, who's this uh, – because he fought in the Civil War for the South. And none of these people respect him or like him. They all look at him like just this shit kicker who's not supposed to be there. And – so he like buys a new suit and then walks into this office like he belongs there and just owns this shit and it's like no 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 if you want this train to get done you have to use me to do it and ends up getting there like getting them to sign on for him um and so he goes back cuz the episode's like an hour and a half long and he goes back and he starts getting the train going again and he runs into this Mormon family um this guy who's got like he's got multiple wives and um he or at least I think so, or he's got daughters. I don't know. There's a lot of women in his house, and then like this one boy, and the guy's like, I, you know, this is my land, and you can't have it. Um, even though U.S. law at the time was no, if the train needs your land, your land is the, belongs to the U.S. government. Period. Um, and Bohannon tries to get around using this guy's land, um, goes to this guy's house and has dinner with him, and then tries to bang his daughter and gets caught, and uh, comes back 
uh, he, he sends like a sheriff late the next day to like, hey, go get that guy off his land because we need his land. There's no choice here. And this dude shoots his sheriff. And then Bohannon goes back and is like, you fucking killed my sheriff. I'm going to hang you for this. And the guy's like, no, my son did it. And there is a 10-minute fucking ballsy and amazing sequence where he has to chew, like, this dude is basically saying, like, I I don't want to die, so you can hang my son instead. And it's intense, and I couldn't, I, I mean, I, I really enjoyed this episode. Um, I, I don't. I, I think that if you want to see a Western on TV, you should just start watching it from here and, and see if it goes somewhere really cool. Um, I don't think you need to know anything else about the show. It's just that they are, it feels like they're tr- trying to tell good stories again on the show, which is good. Cause all the like nonsense about the Swede and all that other bullshit that bogged down season two is gone. Um, so yeah, I, you should check this out. It's good. I'm excited again. I like having a Western on TV. Westerns are fun. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, that's everything I saw. Cool. Um, we should uh, <coughs> pay, some, pay bills. some bills. But maybe Brad could sneak in a, the trailer for Thunderbolt here, too. Oh, that would be cool. Uh, there's no talking in it, but it has a really cool uh, synth-laden track on it. So. Yeah. Well, and just imagine, like, just as you listen to the trailer, just keep going, like, Thunderbolt. Like, just sing your own song over the trailer. It'll be cool. Hell yeah. Hello, Real Nerds listeners. I'm Mac. And I'm Iliachilix. And we're here to tell you to visit Sphrix'sDomain.com. Why should you visit Sphrix'sDomain.com? Well, yeah, it's simple. If you like farts and cartoons and bad words and stuff, you should definitely visit Sphrix'sDomain.com. How do you spell that address, I see? What? I don't know. Fucking S something. I I don't know. I'm, I'm in college. I have no idea. Fine. I'll do it. S... P H E R Oh god. Oh god. S Oh god, just say the domain part. I don't want to be here all night. Jesus. Is it getting any more of a complicated website name? Stupid assholes first. Jesus. Anyway, visit our website where you can read about all the funny adventures of seven aliens struggling to live together in an abandoned warehouse in Denver. What, that's it? What, it doesn't say anything about my crazy hijinks or antics or... (sighs) Ridiculous. Nope, that's all Sphirks wrote down. Well, that doesn't sound funny at all. But you know what does sound funny? <laughs> uh, gross. Oh man, I'm oh, hungry God. again. Oh, it's so disgusting. Oh. Sparks is gonna be pissed when he sees what you did to his office. Hey, what are you guys doing in my office? It smells like puking farts in here. Go to SparksDomain.com. Bye! SparksDomain.com. My man spider sense is tingling. Hey, look, it's man spider. How's it going, true believers? When I'm swinging through Colorado and I need comic books, I head to Arvada, Colorado, to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. Oh, no, the 
teal troll is attacking me! My son's in danger! Will no one help him? Oh no, it's Man Spider! Colorado Coins Cards of Comics, the whips the competition with great deals on back issues. 50% off, hold slot, 20% off list price. You want sports memorabilia? They got that too. Where are you going, Man Spider? The teal troll still has my son. Here's web in your eye! Oh no, I'm bested by Man Spider again. So visit 6700 Wadsworth Boulevard in Arvada, Colorado, and tell them the real nerd sent you. For barbecue that can't be beat, try Birdman Barbecue Sauce. Available and original and spicy. These robust, full-flavor sauces have the awesome power to kick your taste buds in their face. And for that smoke and taste on everything you eat, try a new Birdman Smoke and Rub. Caution! Meat left unrubbed may suffer from flavor performance anxiety. You can pick up Birdman Barbecue at local area Ace Hardware stores, Ruff's Barbecue in Golden, and the Danny Cash Hot Shop off-Broadway. You can also like us on Facebook at Birdman BBQ. Hey, what uh, what was the number one movie this this week at the box office? This is the box office stats. Asylum? No, Elysium. <laughs> Some guy behind me. I was telling you the story earlier. Uh, when we went and bought tickets for Kickass Two, he asked if he could see Asylum. <laughs> um, which that that movie's not in theaters right no. now. No, um, but Elysium twenty nine million, which uh, they. Say is a little underwhelming, but that's a tough sell movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's beautiful. I, um, yeah, it's a braided R sci-fi movie. Like, what did you expect? Um, I don't know what. Uh, let me see if it'll pull up real quick. Uh, we are the Millers came in at number two, and Plane surprisingly at number three, which is weird. Uh, it's I, Disney, they know how to. Yeah. Oh, 115 million. So yeah, they spent they spent a lot of money on it, um, which I guess makes sense. Well, yeah. I mean, some of those shots. I mean. Yeah, actual well, Elysium's beautiful. He made uh, he made District Nine for like what thirty? Yeah, something ridiculously something crazy. cheap like that. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, would, I hope it continues to perform well. But I was reading that a lot of people don't like it. So yeah, it's been sort of divisive. Um, like people that I've talked to, some people, <laughs> some people I've seen have said like, "Oh yeah, it's really heavy handed," and some people <laughs> I've seen write articles about how it wasn't heavy handed enough. <laughs> What the That's f- really weird, yeah. Yeah, like I also some read people... an article that they think Into Darkness is a worse Star Trek movie. Really? By Trekkies, yeah. No, Trekkies don't think that. We've seen, <laughs> we know what the worst Star Trek movie is. Like there is Which no. Which one s- is that? It's Nemesis. Nemesis. Oh yeah. I'm gonna watch it tomorrow on Netflix. Yeah, uh, it's really fucking awful. You shouldn't <laughs> watch that one next. Like, um, yeah, no, no self-respecting Trekkie is going around saying like, oh yeah. Into Darkness is the worst Star Trek movie. What bullshit. I thought Into Darkness is pretty badass. So. It is, yeah. Um, and even if it is not the most science fiction-y of the Star Wars movies, or the Star Trek movies, who cares? It's still better than Nemesis. <laughs> Come on. So Man. Elysium, 29 million. Yeah, good for Elysium. Good for Elysium. I like Matt Damon. We'll see Matt Damon next as the... the what's the name of the Monument Stillers? What's the name of... Uh, the Monument, Monument Man. Man. It looks good. Yeah, it does. Um, is anything coming out I want to get on Blu-ray? I don't know. Let's look in the box of Blu-rays for next week. DVD releases and Blu-rays. Fuck 
no, I don't want anything. No, not really. No, uh, Epic, which was that unforgettable, Epic or, failure, or completely forgettable uh, kids movie from this year. I think it made a hundred million though. Yeah. Well, here's the thing: uh, families show up for these pieces of shit, but this doesn't make them good. Um, the tenth season of NCIS. That? NCIS. That's actually seasons. the the highest selling thing on Digital Bits. Well, it's the number one rated show. It's been the number one rated show for like four years. It's fucking garbage. I, I've never is. watched it. Uh, my my folks watch it. And Your I folks like it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But my dad watches all kinds of garbage. So, <laughs> you know. And here's, like, my dad also watches really good shows, but he just turns stuff on just to watch stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he likes those procedurals. And, I, you know, I understand liking procedurals, but it's not a good one. Um, See, like, to me, a good procedural is uh, justified. Yeah, or, or House. Or House yeah, yeah. is not. But, yeah. yeah. How, oh, dude, House is good. <laughs> House is way better than shit like NCIS. I've never seen NCIS, so I can't say which is better. It honestly, I watched the show, and I have to assume that every week they are having it. Like in the writers' room, they're having a challenge to see who can come up with the most ridiculous bullshit. Mm. Um, and after ten seasons, you start you've got to start running out of actually creative ideas for killing people. Uh, the third season of Boardwalk Empire, which I've never watched. I know. It's one like of those things. Should, that, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's one of like the black marks on my, because I watch so much TV, the fact that I've never seen Boardwalk it's Empire. It's hard on HBO shows sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got to be in the mood for it, yeah. you know? Plus, I have to close my door so my mom doesn't see all the tits on my TV. <laughs> Is there a yeah. lot in that show? Uh, there's got to be. <laughs> it's it's Martin Scorsese and it's HBO. Even if it doesn't need tits, HBO will just put them in there. <laughs> Um, Amore, which is that uh, I think I'm pretty sure it won, um, it won best foreign best film. foreign film last year, yeah, yeah. and it's also nominated for best picture as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I mean, it was never going to get because no, it was nominated for best foreign for best uh, foreign film. It's the same thing with animated movies. You have your yeah. own genre, like well, that's you, your Beauty and the Beast. Did it win? It didn't win. It was nominated though for best picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there was no animated feature no. Oscar then. See now, like because there's an animated feature Oscar. Animated now movie. The, yeah, now the snobs can get away with not right. Like they can give the they can give that animated movie a uh, an award without having to give it the best picture, even if it was. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I've never seen a more, but my, I might check it out. Maybe it was. Uh, Killing season, which was this movie where uh, John Travolta and Robert De Niro like go out into the woods and try to kill each other. Hmm. It actually looks like a really shitty version of The Edge, um, <laughs> which is that awesome. Um, Anthony Hopkins, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I, I talked about it last year because I was watching all of what's his name's movies. Um, David Mamet. Yeah, David Mamet. Um, so you should go see The Edge. He has a new show that came out. I'm surprised you haven't watched it or a new like. Uh, what was it? I just read that he. Uh, yeah, I've seen some him. like uh, HBO movie. Yes, but I can't remember what it is. And yeah, no, so I, I mean, who cares? <laughs> um, there's a little uh, indie indie movie called No Place on Earth, which is about people trying to escape Nazis. Um, I've heard about it, but I haven't really seen anything about it. But, you know, you might check it out if you're into the, those little movies. Uh, and then Rapture Palooza comes out this week, which I thought it was going to get, like, a theatrical release. Maybe it did. Nobody knew it. Yeah, but it did. It didn't do very well, though. That's too bad. Um, Anna Kendrick and Craig Robinson and, like, the rapture happens. I love Anna Kendrick. Yeah. She has great boobs. She had, She's just fantastic all around. Up in the air? Come on now. Oh, my God. She steals scenes from George yep. Clooney. It's amazing. Um, I so I'll, I will probably try to find a way to rent this movie this week because yeah, I might I th- rent my I local the blockbuster and check it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so if you're looking for like a little comedy that nobody saw, go <laughs> go at least watch the trailer for Rapture Palooza because it's interesting. Um, it kind of reminds me of like this is the end, but with a more of like a romantic comedy mm-hmm. sp- spin on it. You know. 
Anyway, that's the movies this week. Not cool. Yeah, no, nothing to run out and buy. I did. Uh, I ordered uh, Oblivion and Mud. Nice. But I haven't watched them yet. I'm really excited about. I know. Them. I keep on meaning to get Oblivion. I think I am going to do a Tom Cruise uh, thing. Oh, like an article of your favorite Tom yeah. Cruise movies. Watch all his. Well, I think I've seen almost all of his movies. Yeah. Um, I, I'll have to refamiliarize myself with them. Yeah, now. you're gonna have to go back and watch Cocktail again. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> There's worse movies. Oh yeah. Um, cool. So, do you have a comic book this week? I do. Cool. Comic book time, boys. What's up, nerds? It's the Comics Corner. So I'm sort of cheating. Mm-hmm. But I don't care because I really like this book. Um, I talked about this book when it was in its issue zero, but I've I've, I've been behind on my comics. And one of the first ones that I picked up just because I wanted something fun to read um, to sort of start burning through my stack again was Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Uh, and it's fucking fantastic. It is Sweet. so much fun. And I am... I am so excited for the movie now because I, I didn't know anything about the Guardians of the Galaxy before and I can so see this movie being like th- everything that the Avengers was only with new characters, you know, like because it's that same team dynamic and the mm-hmm. action and all that stuff and and watching them the sort of the interplay between them. Um, it's really good. Uh, basically, uh, Star-Lord's father, Star-Lord is this prince of this far off galaxy. Um his father is, uh, he's sort of conniving and, and bending these rules because he clearly wants to go to war with the Earth for some reason. Who knows why? Uh, part of it is that he, he really wants to like capture and punish his son um, because he doesn't really like his son because his son is uh, half-Earthling. Um, and there's this really interesting, bizarrely interesting like political intrigue between... Mm-hmm. Um, like he gets this com- like uh, council of the leaders, including the um, the uh, shoot the wife of Odin's wife. I can't remember her name, but because Odin is dead at this point in the Marvel universe, like she's there. Yeah, he died um, a while ago. Yeah, um, but if you if you've only seen the Thor movies, right, you yeah, don't I guess know that part. Um, Can you believe they're making a second Thor movie? I know it looks really good. Too. It looks awesome. I'm just, I just wanted to put that out there. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Um, and so like. She's refusing because she's like, no, no, no. The earth is under my control. Like, you can't touch it. It's off limits. And so he uses that, tricks the Star-Lord and the Guardians of the Galaxy into going to Earth to help defend Earth from from the Badoon. Uh, and then because they're on Earth, he's like, no, no, hey, she said that's off limits. So then he's, like, throwing his son in jail and being like, I'm a dick. Um, and it's really fun. Every time in, like, the first fight that they get into, Rocket Raccoon is, uh, he's f- like... They they each divide up and they're gonna take down a Badoon ship because the Badoon like take bring a whole bunch of ships to attack Earth, uh, and so Rocket Raccoon is running through the ship that he's he's like just slaughtering people and every time he shoots somebody he goes ha ha I murdered you ha ha I murdered you ha ha I murdered you <laughs> and it's hilarious um, and then fucking Groot Groot is badass like I didn't understand that character at all and now every time Groot shows up I'm like this is cool man <laughs> Bendis writes that right uh, yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's Brian Bendis and um, Hickman right um, no I think it's McDivin is it McDivin it is McDivin You're yeah right. it's McDivin yeah and he's keeping it's up fantastic. too it's fantastic yeah right yeah no it's been good good for him um, so they're at issue four now so you can A wait like a month and buy the trade paperback for 20% off at um Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics, or I bet they still got the issues there, or at least a few of them. You know, it's a it's a Talk fun. Talk to comic. Andrew; I'm sure he can get them for you. Yeah, and it's a it's a fun comic book uh, 
sort of series that if you just jumped in on and you just picked up any issue, I think you'd still have fun with it. But if you are looking to get ready for the movie next year, I would say for sure get the whole collection, read it from the beginning, because it'll really get you into like how <laughs> cool these characters are. Because um, I'm... It's it's maybe the Marvel movie I'm looking forward to the most now. Wow. Yeah. Like, that's how much fun I'm having reading Yeah, I mean, book. I was just, like... Because, you know, when I'm watching the trailer for Thor, I'm like... I, I love the first Thor. Yeah. But I'm like, I can't believe there's a second Thor movie. Because of all the movies, I didn't think there'd be a that second I'd... one of that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it, is, it is pretty crazy that that... And even, even crazier, not counting Avengers, because that's unfair, mm-hmm. I think that Thor is my favorite of the Phase 1 movies. Oh. Like you know, and and I I can't believe that I would ever say that. Yeah, like it's just well done. That movie had so much going against it. It did, and it, it's so well done. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for the second one. Yeah, me too. It was only today I was watching the trailers and I realized that like, oh, the fucking elves in Thor two are clearly working for Thanos. Like, they're, they're they probably just get they they probably just get hired by Thanos to go and take out the Asgardians so that Thanos has an easier time killing the Earth in Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, that's. That's why Loki's involved because he knows about mm-hmm. Thanos. Like Thanos is still the villain of this movie. That's awesome. I, I read that they uh, shot more scenes with Tom Hiddleston because how popular Loki is. Oh yeah. So I wonder if he was originally killed in the second one, and they're like, oh, we, maybe we shouldn't kill Loki. Oh maybe. Well, I, I mean, I know that they've said that like he's not going to be in Avengers two, mm-hmm. but I and here's the thing: kill Loki has got to be in quotes because for one thing, they kind of kill him at the end of the first movie, and second of all, he's a god, and they come back. Yeah. Like. You know, uh, I know. Just Tom Hiddleston just has a way of delivering lines where yeah. just. I think I think for the most part they added uh, like there's a scene on, um, there's like a beach scene or something like that that they filmed that I think is just more like comedic stuff, mm. like just to give him some more fun little sequences. Because uh, there was this really interesting interview uh, that actually um, somebody from Slash Film did on the red carpet with uh, with the director whose name escapes me. Because they were asking him, like, you know, you guys are still filming for Gar- for Thor two, are you guys are still cutting Thor two? Like, does does that mean bad things for the movie? Because there have been some bad rumors mm. for this movie. And what he revealed was that actually Marvel, the way Marvel makes their movies is they film it, cut it together, and then they just keep working on it until they have to ship it. Like they just keep working on it, mm. and they, um, it's not a very conventional way to make movies. But what it means is that like, if they want to go back and refilm stuff or add more stuff, like he had even said, like they got Anthony Hopkins back in to film some more things. Cause like, uh, Kevin Feige will just sit there and watch it over and over again and be like, you know, what would be cool is if we could do this here, like that would really pump this up and get more in there. And, and that actually kind of makes sense with how good their movies end up being and how quickly they can bump them out is that they don't say like, well, this has to be in the can. You've, you know, three mm-hmm. months before it's done. Like, no, no, it, if they don't have to send it out till a month before it's released, then they're working on it the day before. Yeah, I did uh, read that that Sharmwa, Sharmwa, what the fuck it is, yeah. scene at the end of Avengers was filmed like Shwarma. five months after the movie was over. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And something like Chris Hemsworth had really, sh- or is, was it Chris Evans? or One of them had really short hair. Yeah. And they had to like kind of block him so no one could, I think it was Chris Evans. Like, yeah. They had to block him so you couldn't really see that he was wearing a wig or something yeah. like that. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Good for them. It's really cool. I love Marvel. Oh, I bet he had short hair because he was making Snowpiercer. Because he's Probably. bald in Snowpiercer. Oh, maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, this week, we saw Kick-Ass 2. We did. James, should people go see Kick-Ass 2? Uh, um, wow. I would say if, if you really love Kick-Ass 1, then 
maybe rent this movie. Um, but for the most part, like if you're just looking for a fun movie, this is not the one. Really, seems like you're having a good time in the movie. I, I, you know, I laughed a lot. There were there was some, there, you know, because as usual, because uh, I was not excited about this movie. Yep. Um, and but as usual, I went into it and I was like, hey, you know what? Kick ass is a cool idea. Like, enjoy this. And so there are some really fun parts of in it, but um, it's got some real tonal and memento problems, and there's a whole like bad reenactment of Mean Girls in the middle of this movie that doesn't need to be. I just. I don't know. Like it's it's okay. Like it, there's nothing offensive or anything. Well, actually, there might be, but um, but it's just not. It's not great. Uh, I think it loses track of what of of the cool idea of what Kickass could be, and it just becomes kind of messy. Hmm. But what do you think? I thought it was all right. I don't yeah. think it was. It was better than I thought it would be. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know because I really enjoyed the first one. I know you didn't like the first one too much. I just hate the ending. Um, well, and what's in the what's in the briefcase? But yeah, I man, I this movie I'm a little conflicted about because uh, I had a good time watching it. Yeah, but like I wouldn't uh, say I was bored. Yeah, like I didn't I didn't hate myself while I was watching it. But um, uh, if you never listen to Real Nerds, we spoil the movie after the trailer. So let's play the trailer, and then I'm going to talk about it and see what I didn't like with it, and then maybe I can yeah. have put better words in it. But uh, and uh, to be fair, there's not like there's not like big reveals or anything i don't yeah. think it, you know we'll just talk about anyways here's here's a trailer for kick-ass 2 ready to go again what do you want me to do hit me you're a 15 year old girl <clears throat> what the hell oh god oh take your tampon out dave they may wear costumes but it isn't Halloween. They're real-life superheroes. Me and Hit Girl, we're training every day. And there were more and more people joining us every night. Colonel Stars and Stripes, supporting for duty. We'll try to have fun. Otherwise, what's the point? A world full of superheroes, huh? Where do they get a load of me? I am gonna make Kick-Ass pay for what he did to my dad. I'm building an evil army. Who is this guy? He's claiming to be the world's first real supervillain. We're putting an end to this costume freak. If they're wearing a mask, they're getting detained. You will never dress up in that outfit again. My daddy made me promise I'd never stop defending this city. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. We gotta make this right. The anticipation's killing me. What's the burning? There's no room for punks and suits. Ah! Just real heroes. Who can really kick ass. We're the good guys. We're the dead guys. Franz, Vita. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> yeah, there's a dog on your back. <laughs> I'm a little shocked that Jim Carrey has distanced himself from this movie so much. Yeah, it's not as violent as the first movie. No. Because um, the first movie was really balls out and, like, it really felt like it was something I had never seen before. And this, you know, 
And to his, uh, you know, he's such a gun control advocate, and he uses a gun that doesn't have bullets in it, so you think he'd want to maybe talk up that angle. Yeah. So it, it's a little weird. It, it's so weird when, um, I, I enjoy Jim Carrey as an actor, but it's weird when you see him, like, act goofy about stuff like that. Is, then why'd you sign up for the movie, then? If... Yeah, well, and, you know, the, here's the thing. I mean, his his whole, like, he he straight up said, like, that his his thought process on this has changed since Sandy Hook and that's that's why mm-hmm. like it's the only reason I think he ever even said anything is because he felt one way before when he made the movie and then afterwards he was like hey I just want you know because this reflects on my image I just I, I only want, want to talk to out of my ass in movies from now on <laughs> right. well but there's a difference between being goofy and stupid in a movie and uh, being violent and he he is one of the most violent parts of this movie um, yeah. certainly as uh, as far as like being a well, no, because K- Hate Girl is. I was gonna say as far as being a good, like a good guy in quotes and being violent, he's one of the worst parts. But Hate Girl is still more violent. But, um, but again, not as violent as she is in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Like she seems kind of neutered in this movie. Yeah, uh, I, I think my biggest issue with the movie is uh, sometimes the tone of it's weird. Yeah, um, like it was still fun, uh, but. To kick ass, all he does is get his ass kicked. Yeah. Like, you think he'd learn how to fight, especially if he's been training so hard with Hit Girl. Yeah. But every time he's in somewhere, he gets his ass kicked. Yeah. Um, my actually favorite actor in this uh, movie was uh, Christopher Mintz Plassey. Oh, yeah. He's, he's he is amazing in this fantastic. movie. Every scene he's in is like, oh, this is why this movie got made. Like, and he's, you know, he's done a really good job converting himself or changing himself from McLovin. Yeah. Because, you know, that's one of those characters that can haunt you forever. And because he's so goofy and he has such a... He's, so, he's little. He, yeah. lo- he, lo- he is that character in a lot of ways. Yeah. But... And so to see him kind of just shed that and become, you know, the motherfucker. Yeah. And actually, you know, kill his mom in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, see, there's, there's fun stuff like that in there. But it's I don't think it's done for... That's one of those scenes that I think tonally is just... Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't quite know what it's doing. It feels like. I think, yeah, because I think the director isn't as talented as Matthew Vaughn. Oh, no, no, no. So, I mean, there's moments, there's a part where Kick-Ass and Hit-Girl are talking in a cab, and it has a really goofy, like, dramatic uh, uh, zoom in into both their faces. Like, you're trying to, it's trying to be really dramatic. And it's not the actors. I think, actually, Chloe Grace Mortiz and... Moretz or whatever fuck her name is, and yeah. Aaron Johnson is are pretty good. Yeah, I do. I, I think so too. I think the acting is fine all around. Yeah, um, it's really a lot of the the way that it's directed and the way that it's written. That um, you know the the narration, which was not great in the first movie, is is clumsy and horrible mm-hmm. in this movie. You know where, um, especially at the beginning, where he's telling us all this stuff, and I honestly just felt like. You couldn't show us any of these things. Like yeah. you couldn't start the movie in a different place and not require all of this, because uh, the narration kind of makes sense because it's a it's a very comic booky thing, mm-hmm. um, but only really as bookends. You can't you can't use it to get from one scene to the next. It's such a crutch mm-hmm. uh, that it really it kills your momentum and makes it kind of boring, um, and that happens a lot in this movie. Yeah. Uh, another there's some uh, I'll, I'll point out some fun parts. The part where Kickass joins. Uh, Justice Forever mm-hmm. um, when his friend is in there and he's telling the story <laughs> he tells Bruce Wayne's origin story yeah, um, my parents got mugged outside of an opera yeah um, <laughs> is really cool yeah uh, well and just like when they know when they realize that like they know each other like that whole scene is pretty funny 
um, and and kind of charming. But, yeah, yeah. Um, and even John Leguizamo is pretty good in it. Uh, he's a little more understated in the movie. He yeah. doesn't play a character like he usually does. Yeah. Um, but then that's a, like they go. They'll go from like really wacky, almost slapsticky stuff yeah. to then like. You know, me actually having to feel bad that people's father, like people, like friends and fathers and things like that, these people die, you know, and there's supposed to be this weight and yet there is this levity yeah. in other scenes. Um, and then again, I, the whole thing with, um, with Hit Girl, like, cause, and it's in the comics, this whole thing of like Hit Girl deciding that she can't be Hit Girl anymore. And so she sort of tries to fit in in school again. But that whole subplot of it's it is the the story from Mean Girls basically, um, it doesn't play very well. I don't think. And yeah, it I just guess feels... you do see a girl shit herself. Yeah, and <laughs> and even that it's not real gross. It looks like there's like paint and milk coming out of her. <laughs> like it's not even. It's so clearly fake bullshit that um, I don't know. Like just none of none of her story really worked for me. Uh, and any, every time she says my daddy. I don't believe her. Mm. Every time she talks, like, you know, yeah, it's more like a, it's like clunky dialogue. I don't think yeah. it's the actress. I think it's no, the, no, the, I don't think dialogue. it's her at all. Because, because like when, I, I, I think she actually pulls it together and keeps it from being trite. Mm-hmm. Um, because like when she gets left in the woods, you know, there's this whole thing where I'm just like, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then there, you know, it sort of lingers on her, and she gets like the the way she acts holding in her emotions i think it's really good and so i was like okay cool i'm kind of all right i'm i can forgive this you know um yeah i think the acting is all good even though i i kind of think that aaron johnson is a prick but he does seem like one doesn't he yeah yeah why do you not like him uh because i've seen interviews with him and he acts like a prick does he really yeah 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 Hmm. um but here he's got his long like jufro hair on so he seems like a normal kid Mm -hmm. but um, I don't know. Yeah, there was weird tonal things in the movie um, throughout. Uh, I mean, I still had kind of fun watching it. Yeah. Um, um, I, I just... I I did not have as much fun as I did in Two Guns. Not that Two Guns was like a high bar of fun, but... Um, no, I think they're about the same. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Because I thought Two Guns was kind of sloppy, too. Yeah. But besides, you know... Denzel and Mark Wahlberg being together, that part was lots of fun. I mean, that was more fun than, well, I don't know. Yeah. I'm up in the air on that. I mean, there there are really, like, smart, hilarious sequences in this movie. Like, when they... When, when we first see the evil layer and uh, and they've got the fucking shark, but they yeah. think they put it in the wrong kind of water, so it just lays at the bottom, and they're pretty sure it's dead. Yeah. Fantastic stuff like that is is what I like about Kick Ass, like as a book, not as the character. Um, but it's still I I really feel like that that moment that I had when I was reading the first comic mm-hmm. where. Um, and it goes back to, it, to a thing that wasn't in the first movie where you find out that Big Daddy is funding all of this stuff by selling off his old comics. And so basically, like, his his love for comic books are actually financially supplying him with what he needs to become Batman. Like, that moment of, of sort of how much love and respect there was for comic book fans in that book that ended up getting sapped out of the first movie. Well, wasn't the first movie written before the end of the first series of kick-ass i think it was yes yes um 
So the endings are different, but that sequence I think is, I mean, that's not the end of the, you know, I would, I would expect that that was in Mark Miller's original script for the movie. Cause I, it's just like a simple version in, uh, in the movie. Like they don't want to explain all of that yeah. or whatever, but, uh, or they just don't think it'll land as well. But I, like that thing that I love so much about the idea of Kick-Ass is so far away from what. And I think that movie does there. suffer from Nick Cage not being in it. Oh yeah, oh um, yeah, absolutely. And it's just not like because that Marcus guy has to just play such a straight guy all the time that yeah. I mean he's really not given anything. No. Well, and and Hickerl is is not as abrasive and shocking. Some something some because she's older, and some just because I don't think she says as ridiculous things as she does in the first movie. She doesn't like she top, she chops off one guy's hand, but the the violence is not as crazy, you know, mm-hmm. like I think the way that she kills um like the the Mother, Mother Russia. Russia at the end is really kinda lame. Mm-hmm. Um it I don't know. I, I, I think that what you what a lot of people come to kick ass for is not what's really in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. You do see it. Stay tuned after the credits. There is a tag scene. There is actually, yeah. It, the I uh, this is one of those movies where I don't care much for this movie, but I would totally see a sequel. <laughs> Man, because whatever crazy bullshit would be in the next movie, I would want to see that. Yeah. So next week, uh, oh, go? one more thing. Yeah. Um, am I wrong if I think that the rape joke? was a little inappropriate. I don't remember it. Um basically like he he goes over to to Night Bitch's house um and he oh, he yeah. straight up says like I'm going to fucking rape you and then he can't get it up. Mm-hmm. Um I was I was genuinely kind of weirded out by that. Um and I I don't know if maybe I'm just being super sensitive or whatever. I guess cuz I don't even I don't remember it didn't even hit me until you explained it to me. So Yeah, no, maybe yeah, I'm like, just cold-hearted and you know you're a sensitive person. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, and I think it's one of those things where like the thought had crossed my mind like, you know, any any time that there's a scene like that where some really horrible person is coming to some innocent girl's house like you think like, oh shit, he's going to do some bad shit to this person. Um, but then to actually have a character like f- not flat out say like, Hey, I'm going to let you feel my dick and then like make a joke out of it. It just, I don't know. I, it just weirded me out and I'm not, um, I don't, I don't know if I'm wrong in feeling that that was a little bit too far or if it was just supposed to, if, if the movie had been funnier and more entertaining, would I have let that slide? No. Uh, and then that thought obsessed me for the next five minutes and I stopped paying attention to the movie. Hmm. So, um, but yeah, it's a, because I can't think of a movie where something like that has happened. You know? Yeah. Usually if there's rape in a movie, it's handled very, very seriously and with kid gloves. Yeah. Um, uh, this is the girl with the dragon tattoo. <laughs> fuck. All right. Not with kid gloves, but very, very seriously. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, man. Um, Next week, I'm excited. What's next week? The World's End is (gasps) next week. I'm excited, too. Um, I'm probably going to try to sneak and see uh, your next as well. I don't work next Friday, so I'm probably going to go see that. Eh, One of us should see it. Yeah, it'll beat me. Yeah. Um, I think, um, oh, no, it's next, maybe next Friday. I mean, I work, but the 
I gotta try to find a way. I think next Friday is when Spectacular Now comes out. It does. Um, hmm. I'll probably have to see it the week after that. Oh, I didn't. I don't think I told you. So this week, I you know theoretically, I was supposed to go see Before Midnight this week, mm-hmm. right? Because I've been watching that trilogy. So Saturday morning, I wake up and you know my parents are out of town. I got nothing to do because I have weekends now. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, I'll go see what time that movie's showing. Not in Colorado anymore, or not in Denver anymore. What? It was two days earlier. And so basically, it's not the at Denver West. Uh, no. Wow, it's always there. Yeah, right. Like the 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 week that I'm finally like caught up and ready to see that movie, the only theater it's in is is uh, in Boulder, the indie theater in Boulder. Really? Yeah. So um, anyway, I'm so, look it up real it fast because I swore I saw it there when I went and saw Wertha Miller's. Oh yeah. I, I'm gonna check for you because I like you so much, James. <laughs> I because uh, it's not at like the Esquire or the Mayan anymore, which is where it had been, and so um, the. Sometimes movies will pull out of there and they'll go to the Shea Artiste. So it may just be that it's going to be right. at They got rid of it there, too. Yeah. It may, it may be that it's going to be at the Shea Artiste, but it's not there yet. Like, they're waiting until whatever movie they're showing now is, is dead, and then they'll show that. So I'll keep my eyes open. But It should be coming out pretty soon on DVD, huh? Yeah, Well, hopefully. maybe not. Yeah. Who knows? Hopefully they don't wait too time long. to finish your gay-ass trilogy. Oh, come on. I'm excited. The World's End next week. Yeah. Make sure you support that movie. I want to see Edgar Wright have a hit. Yeah, come on. A big hit. Yeah. And go see Shaun of the Dead. Show up for a fucking movie for once. Yeah, assholes. What are you people doing? Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Real Nerds Podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. You can also stream us on Stitcher Radio. Email us, realnerds at gmail.com. Visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can tweet us, at real underscore nerds. Call us, 720-6nerds5. Like us on Facebook. This has been an Endless Visions production. Until next week, bye.